Global Connections Television is a privately funded, independently produced program. The opinions expressed on Global Connections are solely those of the moderator and his guests. We invite you to go to the website at www.globalconnectionstelevision.com to view previous shows. If you're involved with a PBS or community access television station or an educational institution that has an intra-campus television hookup, or perhaps a podcast or just a computer and would like to share the programs, please feel free to do so. Global Connections is provided at no cost to help people in the U.S. and worldwide better understand how international issues impact our lives. Welcome to today's Global Connections program. I'm Bill Miller. Today, we're going to focus upon a variety of peace initiatives to really raise the awareness of how people can get involved in promoting peace in their communities and worldwide. My guest today is an expert on this topic. Dr. Dorothy Dot Maver, an educator and peace builder, was the founding president of the National Peace Academy in the USA. She's a co-founding board member of the Global Alliance for Ministries and Infrastructures of Peace. Dr. Maver also serves on the United Nations International Day of Peace, non-governmental organization, education peace team, and the International Cities of Peace Advisory Council. Dr. Dorothy Dot Maver, welcome to today's Global Connections program. Thank you, Bill. It's a great joy to be here with you today. I appreciate you being with me. I appreciate the, the heads up on the nickname Doc. We will just use that for the, for the <laughs> remainder of the program if that's good for you. Yes, please. We're going to get into a really important conference that you're working on, but just for a moment, uh, briefly, let's talk about the National Peace Academy. What, what was the purpose? Why did you want to get involved in starting that? And what's its main goal and function? Mm, yeah, thank you for asking. And thank you for saying USA, because we are one of many now uh, peace initiatives around the world that are affiliated with the Global Alliance for Ministries and Infrastructures for Peace. And so the Peace Academy, you know, our founding fathers in the United States, they called for a peace department. And they, within that, they called for a peace academy so that we would be flexing our peace muscles the way we train uh, our military. And that has always made sense to me that, you know, the, our military really is a peacekeeping humanitarian group, uh, and they do a wonderful job in that regard. And so what we need is a group of peace builders then, particularly domestically in the U.S., to help us resolve conflict before it escalates to violence. Because while conflict is inevitable, violence is not. And so the Peace Academy, nationalpeaceacademy.us, is dedicated as a thought partner, serving as connective tissue and inspiring cooperation on behalf of the common good uh, throughout this country and indeed also globally uh, with the principles of peace and peace building and peace education. And I'll say just one more thing that the definition of peace and I'll give a simple definition. We take ours formally from the Earth Charter, but it's very simply learning to live in right relationship with self, others, and all life. Exactly. And it's much more than just a prevention of war. We have to take it to the next level. And you're absolutely right. Our viewers can go to the website, www.nationalpeaceacademy.us, if they'd like more information on this really important 
an interesting group. Now, we can shift gears, keeping the peace concept going. Uh, September 21st has been designated the International Day of Peace by the United Nations General Assembly. Mm -hmm. On day or during that week, really, it's Peace Week from 20, September 20th through the 26th, basically 27. There are literally tens of, well, really hundreds of thousands of activities, events, programs in the United States and around the world to promote peace and to truly try to help people identify how they can get involved in creating a more peaceful ambiance. You're involved in a very interesting program or project that's going to take place that week. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. What exactly is that going to be? When will it be? Who are some of the speakers, some of the topics? Okay, yeah, thank you, Bill. And, and again, thank you for this opportunity to share. As you just said, peace is not the opposite of war, nor is peace the absence of violence. Is It is a substantive dynamic unto itself. And so this peace education conference, it will actually uh, be the serve as the starting point uh, for a television, Unity Foundation's television program, the Peace Channel, that goes on throughout the International Day of Peace on the 21st for 24 hours. The Peace Education Conference, which, which a number of us are supporting, will be Monday, September 20th. So that will be the opening event. And the conference is being co-convened by Unity Foundation, the Peace Channel, Pathways to Peace, the National Peace Academy USA, and other NGOs who are committed to peace education efforts around the globe. So conference topics, as you ask, they include healthy communities, uh, the environment, conflict resolution and reconciliation, restorative justice, disarmament, the refugee issue, and the arts. And then there are a number of us who are confirmed, and we've all been working together uh, for many years now, so it's a great joy uh, to serve. Uh, through the National Peace Academy as one of the co-conveners. Avon Madison will be present, founder and president of Pathways to Peace. Tony Jenkins, uh, founder of the and, and global coordinator of the Global Campaign for Peace Education. And he's also the director of the International Institute for Peace. Reverend Canon Petero Sabune, and he's formerly uh, Africa Partnerships Officer for the Episcopal Church. And Mira Binzen are all confirmed. She's a founder of Global Family Yoga and Global Family Wellness. So you asked how, how people can participate. It will be promoted on Unity Foundation's Positive Spin television program and the Peace Channel. And perhaps we can share those two uh, websites as we well. We will do that right now. I'm glad you mentioned them because that they are very important. Uh, the Peace is www.peacechannel.com and the viewers can go to that website and you mentioned the other one about the Unity Foundation that is a website that was started by our friend and colleague Bill McCarthy yes. who's also done some great work in the peace area for decades now not just years um, but there are also some other websites that are linked to him and one that he's been involved with and that's the Positive Spin which is a TV show that he launched years ago in California, and that's www.positivespin.world. 
So there are a lot of resources out there. People can learn a lot more about this important event. Do you have any idea of, it's hard to guesstimate what your global outreach would be, but do you have any idea as to how many countries it'll be airing in, how many potential viewers you may have? I know that's a, it's a ballpark figure and it may be, it yeah. may be wrong. It's a tough question, but however, I can say confidently, Bill, that, you know, over this past year and a half plus, particularly with the pandemic that we are all dealing with on the planet, uh, Unity Earth and Sign Network and Purpose Earth and many others, have, we've all come together now and we have learned together how to be in unity even while apparently separated. And so statistically, because of the outreach that will be provided now, uh, and Bill McCarthy is part of the Sign Network and all of that, we have the potential to reach uh, well over 100 million people just with one broadcast. And then, of course, it stays archived and people can see it afterwards. So, yeah, have been part of these that we have been able to statistically say confidently 30 million, 50 million, 70 million. It's amazing now what social media in a positive way, so I love positive spin, in a positive way has made possible. And we certainly need more of these programs and more of the media outlets like Positive Spin and others who are getting the message out and as to how important it is that we work on these issues. And of course, when we talk about peace, you just automatically have to bring in other issues such as empowering women and girls, mm -hmm. climate change, those types of things, which mm -hmm. automatically, to me anyway, brings in the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, 17 sustainable development goals that were drafted in 2015 by the UN General Assembly. They run from 2016 through 2030. There are 17 really laudable goals to eliminate hunger, to eliminate poverty, to empower women. How do you factor those into what you're doing with this particular program and some of the other activities that you're involved in? Yeah, thank you, Bill. The sustainable, well, first of all, let me go to women and youth and the, the uh, gender issue in, in terms of calling for women at the table all the time in terms of peace building and conflict resolution and working our way through conflict together. And UN Resolution 1325, which Ambassador Chowdhury, uh, permanent representative to the United Nations, is so supportive of uh, over the years, I just want to bring that to our attention. And of course, the Sustainable Development Goals align with Peace by 2030, which is one of the key premises for all of us in this large global network that I was describing a, a few minutes ago. So when you ask how many countries, we are in virtually every country uh, on the planet right now in some way, shape, or form. And much of that is through uh, sustainable Development Goals and awareness of that and uh, Kekishan Basu with Green Hope Foundation, uh, for example, founder of Green Hope Foundation. Uh, she has made great inroads and many youth are providing real-time solutions. So I'd like to say we're all solutionaries uh, regarding the SDGs and the fact that well, I say fact, for me, the fact is they actually represent a blueprint for the culture of peace that is being called forth on this planet. 
where everything that we think, say, and take action around provides the conditions for living together in right relationship. I love these new terms, solutionary. That's <laughs> a wonderful term. Well, you're watching Global Connections Television, which is a privately funded, independently produced program. The opinions expressed on Global Connections are solely those of the moderator and his guest. We'd invite our viewers to go to our website at www.globalconnectionstelevision.com to view previous programs. Also, if you're involved with a PBS or community access television station, or perhaps an educational institution that has an intra-campus television hookup, or you have a podcast, or you just have a computer, you like our shows, you'd like to share them, please feel free to do so. Global Connections Television is provided at no cost as a public service to help us better understand international issues and how they impact our lives. Today, we're going to be taking a look at an international and local issue that impacts all of us, and that is peace. My guest is an expert on this topic. Dr. Dorothy Dot Maver, an educator and peace builder, was the founding president of the National Peace Academy USA. Dot, we're talking about peace, and we've got you've been involved in so many really outstanding organizations. We could we could spend 25 minutes on each of them, to be quite honest. But there's another one that I find fascinating, and that's the Center for Peace Building. What what exactly is the Center for Peace Building? Yeah, thank you, Bill. It's actually the River Phoenix Center for Peace Building. And the family years ago decided to, uh, it goes by centerforpeacebuilding.org. So people call it Center for Peace Building. But it, the full name is River Phoenix Center for Peace Building. And the family decided to honor River with this center that is really dedicated to creating safe communities. And you know, when I uh, agreed to serve as the founding executive director uh, in 2011, we began by meeting with leaders throughout the community in, in uh, Gainesville, Florida. And we knew that we wanted to listen and learn what, what the vision, what the deep longing was and is uh, for that community, and then see how best to support. And what we learned as we met with people across the board in all sectors of the community, there was only one thing that everybody could agree upon, and that was safety. We all want to live in safe community. So that gave us a great hint and starting point for how to assist as a, an agenda-free, community-based, nonprofit organization that is dedicated to learning to resolve conflict, to break the cycle of violence and create healthy community through healthy relationships. So that's really at the heart of it. And we are involved in restorative justice and in the schools and offer lots of programs, the arts, sports, across the board. I work with faith organizations and it has been a great joy I'm now on the board. I serve on the board of the River Phoenix Center for Peace Building now, and it's a great joy. I hope everyone wants to live in a safe community yes. and, and an ambiance where everyone gets along and they have harmonious relations. Is there a prototype out there as a community that's doing extremely well that we could talk about? It seems like there's more disorder, chaos, and many reasons for this, which I'm not sure we'll have enough time to get into in the last mm -hmm. minutes, but 
are, is there a community out there that we, we can look at as sort of a paradigm of a community that's achieving these goals or, or moving in the right direction, let's say? Yeah, th thank you for that question, Bill, because I, there, there are numerous communities moving in the right direction. And I will say that philosophically, you touch on two points that are close to my heart. And the, the first is peace is not the goal. Peace is the natural outcome of learning to live together and creating those conditions of sharing and cooperation and loving understanding. And it's really social emotional skills for our children in schools. They're a better predictor of future success than our intelligence quotient. So those communities that are working together to provide peace education, which is largely based uh, core on social emotional skill development and a, a deeper understanding of human nature and that we all have a unique contribution to make. I could name a number of them, but I will say, check out the uh, community, the Alachua County community in Florida and what is growing, expanding through the cooperative work in that community. It's really lovely. But we could go to almost any country. Uh, we could go to The Hague. We could go over to Africa. And as much as we hear all the time about the strife and the conflict, there are folks like us in every country who don't get a lot of media time and who are really working to create those conditions. So that's, those are the two things. One is that peace is not the goal. And second, that yes, we could easily spend uh, a program talking about and bringing in some of those people and young people who really understand the necessity, uh, how agriculture and farming is tied to business and cooperatives, is tied to clean water, is tied to social emotional learning in schools. There is nothing separate. So the other thing that I will say along with that philosophically is that we are living at a moment in time that some people like Joanna Macy, for example, would call the great turning. This is one of those bell curve moments for humanity. And while yes, we find ourselves very polarized at times, the truth is all the cycles are changing at once. So humanity and all life on the planet is going through a tremendous shifting. And we find that we can't do business as usual. There's an all systems breakdown. If we can do ourselves a favor and not define that as bad, however, define that as we're taking the next step through an all systems breakthrough, then we will find ourselves creating those conditions for peace. And those communities exist everywhere in the world, Bill. It's, uh, and this is, makes my heart sink. Joy is a special wisdom. There's a lot of pain and suffering right now on the planet. And yet there is reason, reason to hold joy in our hearts. Institutions are certainly under attack. They're under pressure, especially democratic institutions with frontal assaults on democracy, on free press and mm -hmm. other aspects. And it is a time, it's, it's really a gut-wrenching time, but it's a time that we have to learn more about these issues. Well, Doc, we're down to, our, I can't believe we're down to our last two or three minutes, but oh, I, I saw in your bio, you have the Maber Method, Secret <laughs> Getting Success. You probably take two hours on this, but could you sum that up very briefly? What is the Maber Method? Well, softball, fast pitch softball, women's fast pitch softball is one of the loves of my life. 
And in my 20s and 30s, I decided to develop a fast pitch hitting technique, recognizing that softball is different than baseball. In baseball, you have this much time to respond to a pitch. In softball, you only have that much time. So you can't hit like this. You have to use a compact swing. Don Mattingly, you may remember him. He was one of my heroes with the compact swing. Anyway, that's what it is. Revolutionary fast pitch hitting technique. And I just, I really love helping to instill confidence in our young women who are learning to play these team sports in the spirit of family, cooperation, and the true meaning of competition. Competere. With we petition, we petition with. It's at the heart of the Olympics. We bring out the best in one another by striving to do our best on behalf of the greater good. Now, you were also the co-author of the book, Conscious Education, The Bridge to Freedom. Is yes. the method included in that or is that a separate topic? No, no, the Maver method is, yeah, it's distinct from that. It's very much in sports, although it applies yeah. to life, the premises, including visual, mental visualization. Uh, that is so effective. Uh, but we wrote that book uh, when the Gulf War started uh, from, from the United States perspective. And uh, it's been used in Montessori schools and it's still available actually, it's amazing. Uh, but the basic premises, the child is the guide, you know, loving understanding, love itself, a great principle of life, the great healer and very practical application of peace education principles. So yeah, that you're right. That has been a thread through my life forever. And yeah, I figure my job is to help anchor the spirit of peace on this beautiful planet we all call home. It's, it's the only planet we have as <laughs> say, former Secretary General of the UN, we, there is no planet B, there is no alternative. Mm, indeed. So really get more serious about climate change we have to get more serious about dealing with the problems that are afflicting us. Well, as okay. you look at one last question before we do run out of time, as okay. you've involved, you're involved with a wide range of people, non-governmental organizations, senior citizens like myself, other folks, youth. How do you perceive youth as taking on these issues? Do, do you think they have a heightened awareness and are really more conscientious than maybe we were or I was anyway at uh, 17 or something like that? Yes, uh, I heartfelt yes with an exclamation point. And as I mentioned earlier, it is my great joy to cooperate with numerous youth around the world. And I think of one young woman, Aida Bedar, in uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina and starting a peace building center. And uh, I could name so many others around the world. And this work is happening because they understand the great revelation of our time. We are so interconnected. We are not separate, none of us. And when we unite our hearts across distance and come together in that spirit of cooperation, whether it's through farming or businesses or politics, whatever it is, that is when we will have the breakthroughs that give us the fortitude to live together in peace. But again, peace is not the goal. And I want to mention one more thing, because in St. Louis, Missouri, there is a group called uh, Show Me Arts Academy that focuses on youth and collective healing of trauma through the arts. 
And their sister organization is the Ungun Institute, unguninstitute.com. And that is a powerful example in a community that has really dealt with, uh, it's right next to Ferguson, it has really dealt with violence and is dealing with violence and making a difference. It certainly is, and it's something that we must all focus upon. We have no choice because we have to make this world more, more harmonious and get along with people and to help move it forward. And we certainly have our challenges. Well, Dot Maver, you've been involved in some outstanding activities. And of course, the most recent one is one of the most recent, I should say, that's coming up on September 20th will yes. be this, the peace conference that's going to be held. And I might mention one more time that if our viewers would like to get more information on it, they can go to www.peacechannel.com. But Dr. Dorothy Dotmaver, I want to congratulate you on just a remarkable resume and some great work that you've been doing over the past several years. And I want to thank you so very much for a very interesting and a very informative program. Thank you, Bill. And thank you for the service you're providing for all of us. Gratitude. My pleasure. I, I hope we can all do it and move the whole message forward. Indeed. I'm Bill Miller. Thank you for joining us today on Global Connections Television.